Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Drunk Tank. Uh, how y'all doing? I am Doc Ryan, one of the insane co-hosts of this whole kitten caboodle shit show that we call the Drunk Tank. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you. If you're not new, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> yeah, it's appreciating. <laughs> that guy over there in the window next to me sitting at the bar, that's Chris. He's my other co-host and the madman behind oh. this shit. So, um, hey, man. Uh, I know we were talking a little bit off camera. How how you been? How are things? Yeah, things have been pretty good this week. Um, quiet for work, but the last couple of days have just been stolid, solid work. Like yeah. I even put up that tweet there yesterday where yeah, it got to the point where everything was running too smoothly for the last couple of days. When's the shit going? The show going to start here? Like, <laughs> I saw that. I didn't. Like, want... When's everything going to fail? <laughs> I didn't want to like it because I didn't want them to go. Oh, Doc's liked it. Everything's going to shit now. <laughs> but I think I did end up liking it. So yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, you're tempting. <laughs> you're tempting the universe, there, buddy. But, I mean, it's got to happen. <laughs> but yeah, something always happens. Something always rains on your parade. Hopefully, it's a mild. Hopefully, it's a mild Scottish drizzle compared to a goddamn downpour. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping this is. I hope they take it easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that is the hope after all. But that's good, man. I know the, uh, the previous week you were kind of light on work, so having a full week was yeah. nice. Yeah, this week just seemed to be, there was a lot more travelling, like um, Friday I was away up to the north of Scotland again, up at Inverness, and then yesterday I had a job out in Edinburgh, and then mm -hmm. I went from Livingston down to Oxford, which was like a seven hour drive, so, um, and then as I was saying, I got a nice cheap hotel <laughs> of the Ramada. And I just discovered that they've refunded me back my price because they've cancelled the order that I lived in yesterday. Because fuck logic. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you were telling me off camera, like, you had, like, the executive suite. You had, like, a bedroom. You had a living room. You had this nice fucking bathroom. And they're like, oh, we cancelled your reservation. And you're like, well, I, exactly. was there, I was there and I left. But, okay. Yeah. I literally left 12 hours ago. <laughs> Somebody's feeling froggy in the office, apparently. I know. Oh, that's that awesome, man. I'm glad you had a great week. My week, oh boy, my week was nuts, dude. My week yeah, you was had your big, hell your week. Big work week. Yeah, I did I did uh doubles on Monday, doubles on Tuesday, and then I worked Wednesday and Thursday, and when I got home Thursday, I was sick, dude. I passed out. I passed out and I didn't wake up till like afternoon Friday. Like I was dead. Okay. Like Bernadette, I came home. And I couldn't swallow. Like I was like, I couldn't. My throat was closed up, and yeah. I was I was just like racked, dude. So Bernadette took my phone, called work, and was like, "Yeah, he's not coming in. Find somebody else. <laughs> if you if you need to know why, call me back. Like I have his phone. He's not he's not going anywhere. So yeah. um, yeah, I basically slept Thursday from the time I got home to probably mid Friday, and then I just took it easy Friday. Uh, and then Saturday, it was just sort of laid back Saturday. Like we didn't do yeah. a lot. We took the dog out, kids out. And then I did an RPG with Tim and the boys and I just relaxed. And then today the kids were gone to their, <clears throat> their biological fathers. So it was just me and Bernadette and the dog. And we went and got food and took the dog out for a walk. She fucked my hand up when she pulled on the leash real hard, but it's not her. Like, she wasn't being naughty. She was just excited. She's still, yeah. she's, 
she's still learning the leash as opposed to being off the leash on trails. And yeah. she just she really doesn't like the leash. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's where we have it because she's got an under harness, so it leashes right. up around her shoulder blades. So like it it sits between her shoulder blades because I don't like walking dogs by their neck. I just I've never liked the way yeah, that no, sits. It's, so we've got she's got two different harnesses and the and the walking harness, the 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 leash connection sits between her shoulder blades. So when she pulls, she like lifts up off the ground. So I don't know if it's yeah. it, I don't know if it's where the leash is, is sitting or she just she just feels unnatural on the leash where she would prefer to be off leash. But can't have a dog off the leash in the city with other dogs and stuff. I mean she's a good dog, she's not gonna attack nobody. Or she's not gonna go after yeah, other dogs, just... but so I don't know. It's something to work out. We got three months till we move. God, oh god, don't get me started about the move. Oh, but uh, is that not going too well? Or is no, it going it, well it, enough? it's it's going great. We had to we moved the uh the move date up a day because her brother's actually going to drive the truck for us by himself, but oh, he right, needs okay. to leave a day early. So we had to shift the move a little bit, pack the two houses up. But the problem is we're like ninety days out and. The house is still kind of uh, right now, and Bernadette's doing a lot of the a lot of the work, and she's stressed out. So, and we're still waiting yeah. for financials to drop. So we're it's in that it's in that limbo period where we have stuff packed and ready to go. We have everything scheduled, but the finances can't get taken care of until it's closer to the date, and we can't start applying for jobs and houses like to like a month out. So we're trying yeah. to get everything in the house packed up, but yet still live in the house and do all the things we need to do. And yet we still have people bringing their kids to the house. And, you know, Bernadette's doing all this extra work where she just needs to tell everybody, I got 90 days to move across country. Y'all need to fend for yourselves. I need to focus on yeah. me and mine, get my house ready to go. In my opinion, she, she'll probably say another thing, but that is she's taking on too much and me working all the extra hours is really putting a lot on her, so she's getting overwhelmed and burned out. So that's that's the thing with the move is financials are in flux. We don't have a place to stay or we don't have jobs yet because it's too early to apply because we're not out there. But we've got the area targeted. Uh, we've got the, the truck secured. So it's we're in that limbo period. Like right when you get 30 days out, a lot of yeah. things happen. But the, these next 60 days are get as much done yeah, as we it's... can and hurry up and wait. It's you're in that kind of the stressful period yep. where it's all the kind of it's the, the shitty dregs that you're having to go through right now. Uh, nah, I completely get what you mean. It's it's similar here. Um, I mean, it's not quite as bad because you move across country, you're still only two hours away, and then you're at the other side of the country, so it's not quite as. <laughs> yeah, we are not having. You don't have to plan a three day driving trip to move to your house. Um. So, but I, I get what you mean. Just that kind of you've hit that the, the shitty period of the hurry up and wait. Yeah, yeah. So that that's yeah. that's where she's at. And then the work is just apparently we're down twenty officers, so they're trying to fill all their contractual obligations, which means anybody who's still working is like, oh, you got to pull doubles this day and pull doubles that way. And it's like, y'all y'all fucking need to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that that's, I mean, it's not a bad week. It wasn't a bad week. It was just busy and exhausting. And with my fibromyalgia, yeah. if I work too much and I accrue too much stress, my body just goes, nope, we're done. You, you're, yeah. you're done. You're going to shut down for 
48 hours and you're not going to do anything. Like you're going to sleep all day. You're going to, so it, it's, it's kind of crazy. And we also figured out that I have to leave work a little earlier than anticipated to try and help make sure everything's packed up. So I'll have a two week check, my three weeks of vacation pay plus uh, three extra days on my check. So I'll be getting extra money instead of an extra five yeah. days. I'll have an extra three days, which is, it's not a significant loss, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, I'd rather, it's still some. Yeah, I'd rather take the day off and get everything packed and ready to go for the next day than that. So, but yeah. no, it was good. And, you know, and then you know all the computer stuff. The computer is in the hands of Dante, and he's working his magic and coordinate with me so that we can we can get it back this week and get things prepped. You know, we'll talk about that in the ramble. But what are you drinking this week, buddy? <laughs> I know you are you switching it up or are you trying to gut it out? No, no I, I am committed and I will persevere through whatever I have begun. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is starting to grow in me. Not to the point where I would go, I'm gonna go out and buy twenty of these. It's it's still a kind of questionable uh-huh. like, it's a black sheep brewery and it's called Pineapple Milkshake oh. IPA. And it's literally, it's made with fresh pineapple juice, lactose, and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's thick. It's a thick beer. And yep. it's just like, you can get the hints of pineapple, and you can get the hints of vanilla, but it doesn't taste like a pineapple milkshake, and it doesn't taste like a pineapple beer. Uh-huh. It's hard to explain what it, it... It doesn't taste of anything. It tastes of itself. It's and trying thick. to articulate what it tastes like is difficult, because it doesn't taste... Like, when you think pineapple milkshake IPA, you immediately get this thought in your head of what that must taste like, and then you drink it, and you go, that's nothing what I thought it was going to taste like. What What is happening? What is in my mouth? I've been lied to! <laughs> but as you kind of go on, like, the, I mean, I'm half a can done. Right. Like, the only thing is, is I mean, it's it's 5.3%. It's no major, like... No, it's not knocking on your um, ass. It's kind of average for the UK beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we're in Scotland. Like, I got this in England. So that explains it. Um, wow, shitting on English like, again. I'm Scottish, obviously. I'm going to shit on the English. No, no, go, on, go I, ahead. Wouldn't it, be, I, wouldn't it be Scottish if I didn't? I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's par for the course. We have to uphold our, our part in society. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the English did a lot of shit they need to get shit on for. Well, <laughs> oh, uh, well that's the thing is... <laughs> But see with it like that, like I am going off topic from just for a quick wee second because I just want a I we just got, want to kinda of lay this. We got two and a half hours to get it down. <laughs> I just want to lay this one out. <laughs> the Scottish people don't actually hate English. Right. Like that's just what thing me. I when he's a playing a sporting event, we always support the other team. Right. Right? Whenever there's anything that involves English, we always support the opposition. Right. That's not that we hate the English. That's just because we prefer the other countries. <laughs> wow, that was diplomatic of you. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Well done, sir. But really, it's, it's not that we hate the English. It's more... 
the, the, I wouldn't say the majority of Scottish people, but like a lot of Scottish people that do kind of thing me on the English. It's not the English people as right. a, a thing. It's, the it's Westminster. Yeah. It's the government that Kinda, always yes. seem to have something involved in Scotland that kind of fucks everybody. I know a lot of English people, and they're all fantastic. Like right. they're just like the English are an a, a, a amazing people. Like <clears throat> it's more. It's just the kind of he's he's voted in the English government or the British government, so it's like, we have to blame somebody. <laughs> exactly. And, like, the Irish are kind of, like, top like us, so we can't blame them. The Welsh add in random vowels and consonants to the words like us, so we can't blame them. <laughs> the gotta... English is the best, kind of, like, it's the only... I mean, apart from France, like, we all hate France, but the English have to take the brunt in the UK. It's just... It's what? just how it is. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to have to talk about the Welsh, because that is a... Oh, boy. That's a conversation unto itself. Funny enough, I've only been to Wales once. Really? I was Yeah, it? I don't actually know that, like, any Welsh people. It's, like, I mean, it's a nice country. Like, it's really, really nice. The people were lovely. I've the, never really... The language, been though. there. The like, language. we've got our sheep up here, so... <laughs> we'd, we'd, we would never need to go down to Wales. Like, what else is there? I mean, just the language alone. You go for the language, bro. You go and you sit in a pub and you go, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. But I can travel four hours up north and be in that situation as well. <laughs> like, so, like, there's really no reason to have to travel down that far. Plus, we have to travel through England to get there. Mm. So it's already a, a chore in itself. Right. Um, England is so, kind of nuts. Yeah, but again, th this is all just poking fun. Like, yeah. like England is a country that right. there's really no outfit. I mean, there is some people in Scotland that just have this hatred towards. You got a hate boner, like the English. But it's the same people that have the hatred towards the Germans and the Italians and stuff like that. But what? that's a different. Don't get me started on the Italian trading bastards. But here we go. It's, <laughs> um, it's better. The English thing is me personally. I I don't. It's just what we've grew up with is that mm. if England are in the World Cup, you support the other team. Yeah. Like it's just it's just a bit of fun and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But people of England are like they are amazing people. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of friends down there. Me too. I know a lot of people. I travel down there a lot for work and I have I've never really apart from people that leave their high beams on. Like in Fuck Scotland, if you're driving and somebody's got their high beams on, they turn them off when you're passing. Right. Whereas the English are just like I don't give a fuck. I can see. Like I don't care if you veer <laughs> off because you can't see what's in front of you because I'm blinding you. But like, fuck you. Fucking English privilege. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of fun at there, but yeah, I got a, I got a ton of friends over there too. Like a bunch of streamers that I know are all friends of mine over there. So, oh god, I tease them all the time. Relentlessly, I drop in the stream and I just I throw out all the shitty English like. All the shitty English words and all the... I call them all kind of like slurs because I'm like, you're English. It's, it's okay to hate on you. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get you. I mean, I, I, like, it's, it's, it's quite ironic because, like, you're American and it's like, it's making fun of the English is one thing, but Americans are just like... <laughs> like, America is the Florida of the world, so... Hey, God damn it! It's... Not all of us. It's, it's like, ah, you all get roped into the one thing. Like, yeah, I mean, admittedly, America. <laughs> admittedly, <laughs> admittedly, lately, we are definitely the Florida of the world. Holy shit, yeah. the decisions coming out of our government. Oh, my God. 
not to make it extremely political, but y'all need to figure your shit out seriously. Because what the fuck? I'm guys? talking about the governments at this point. I'm just talking about the people. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean them too. Some, yeah. You know what bothers me? I I hate and I don't hate hates a strong word, but it annoys me when you run across those guys who are like Merkel. I'm like, oh my god. The funniest thing about it is, see, if you come to Europe, that's how everybody in Europe handles the Americans. Is we just as soon as something stupid happens and people like, I mean, why would you do that? It's just America. <laughs> <laughs> like we were watching, there was a video yesterday on another stream. And it was, a guy was getting, he was, like, trialing a new prosthetic arm mm-hmm. thing where it was, like, a, it was, like, thought thing and it was, like, connected straight into the bone and the nerves okay. and all that kind of stuff. So what would happen is there was, like, it was had to get amputated from just above the elbow mm-hmm. and basically they've attached this metal rod to the bone that sticks out the bottom, like, sticks out right. like that on the elbow. Um, and what it was is he was talking about how he was driving with his arm at the window and he was stopped to the police and they went to the, the window like guns drawn because they said it looked like a gun. Uh, the streamer was like, ah, I mean, I, I don't understand how you would think that was a gun. It was a bit of a me- a, a me- And you're sitting there and you're like, ah. uh, but the difference is, is in America, it isn't really that much of a shock that somebody will be driving with a, a shotgun hanging out their window. Like, it's America. <laughs> like, it's just, that's, you get stopped because a bit of metal could be conceived. Like, we're in the UK, a bit of metal, you don't automatically go, fuck, shit's gonna go down. It's, <laughs> like, yeah. you go, that fucking weirdo's got fucking metal sticking out his motor. What's that about? <laughs> You're not wrong. I actually, I actually got cousins who fucking ride around in the back of a truck with a shotgun, just like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like, all right hey, then. It's just, it's, like, I'm not shitting on America. No, I know you're not. It's just a thing. It's, it really it's just is. how the world perceives the Americans, and that it's just, <laughs> it's just the norm. It's like when you joke about the sheep shaggers. It's like exactly. Like it's only Aberdeen that does that, but we'll take the joke. You were you just shit on Aberdeen so bad, and I love it. That's it. When I travel, I'm Canadian, eh? Oh, fucking Canadians are not. <laughs> All right. Nah, I'm joking. I can't have it to say. The funny, the thing where is Scottish people are really self deprecating. Yeah. We we can just completely laugh and shut ourselves right. down. It's just like it's just how it is. I mean, you've seen it before where I shit <laughs> on myself. It's just how it is. It's just all a bit of joke. The difference is if somebody else starts trying to do it and it's like, hold on. It's yep. like if I make funny my like if I start shouting at my sister or or, or annoying my sister, Fast. it's all funny. But if somebody else done it, it's like, Oh, who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? I'll knock you the fuck out. Yeah, that's, just, that's the same way like here. That. That's the same way here. If like someone started yelling at your sister, I'd be like, "Hey, don't yell at her. You don't know her like that. He can yell at her like that, but not you." <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's just, but it's just it's very fun. It just shit with everybody. The thing is, is too many people take it the wrong way. Like it's just it, a lot. Of, like I understand there's certain things you don't poke fun at. Yes. But when it's other things like fucking. Aberdeen or the sheep shaggles and or the it's, just, guy. it's just all fun. We know you don't actually do it in public, but like you just go with it, like steer into the skid, fuck's sake. Drive right into it and make it your own. That's how you do it. Exactly. You make sure that everybody knows that you are the sweetest sheep lover. 
you make sure that that sheep has a great fucking time. You dress her up, you put a little makeup on her, and you, you're all good. Just lean into that exactly. shit. <laughs> that's what that's what makes the fucking Saturday nights like. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. You think that's weird? There, there's a phenomenon here in the Midwest where dudes and cows. All right, well, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> dudes and cows, even chicks and cows. Yeah. Let's let's leave it at that. But yeah, we have our fair share of shaggers over here. Yeah. In any case, what are you drinking? This what am I, I was going to say? Nice segue. Way to get it back. Way to get the train back on the tracks, Chris. Uh, I'm drinking another local microbrew. It's uh, Central Waters Brewing Co.'s Honey Blonde Ale, uh, made with real honey here in Wisconsin. Um, I mean, let me. I, I've taken a few sips and uh, got a lovely color that you can't see on stream. But it's got a nice, real kind of pale golden color to it. It's got it's got a hoppiness in the nose, but there's definitely the honey in there. So it, yeah. I wouldn't say it's sweet because it's it's not like uh, Viking's blood is sweeter than this. Right. There's just the the notes of honey in there, and there's just enough hops to make it. It's sort of like a I want to say like a bitter honey flavor, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, like, as I said in Discord when you'd find me that, like, I was genuinely about to pick up a honeydew mm -hmm. beer today as well, and I kind of went, I've already kind of had a honey beer, I'm not going to find me it, so it, it was quite a, a, a fun little thing when you'd put that up, but it does, it, I, I looked at the, the website, which will be linked in all the descriptions, yeah. and it, it did look yeah. it's like really a, a really nice, it's really it sounded good. pretty good. I, I, it's got the... It's got the bitterness that I like, but it's not too bitter, where I'm like, ooh, it's not like IPA bitter. Because, like, with me and IPAs, they got way too much hops. Like, if you get, like, a triple IPA or whatever, that that's too bitter. There's just enough hoppy bitterness to offset the sweetness of the honey, but yet you get some some of the honey notes in there to go with the bitter, and it's it's a really good blend. It's not one of my favorites that we've had so far, but it's, it's definitely better than, uh, again, I the Outboard that I've had is probably yeah. the weakest, <laughs> probably the weakest beer I've had during the podcast. And even that beer wasn't bad at all. It's just out of my taste preferences, Outboard is probably on the bottom. Uh, but yeah, like I think like every time we seem to have another beer, you do kind of, yeah. you seem to be relating a lot to the kind of Outboard is the, the bottom of the barrel. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I, I think I found my Outboard. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not saying the outboard yeah. is bad by any means. It's it's just sort of a regular, but and yeah, that, and that is, it's I a kicked up button about this. <laughs> yeah, it's this a, it's a kicked this. up button essentially was the outboard. But this this is definitely below the uh, bourbon barrel cream ale I had mm. last week, and this is below the pomegranate that I had, and even the like this is probably on par with the hard root beer I had. The hard root beer had a more sweetness oh, yeah. to it, so I kind of like them. In their own way, and it's good. Like average six pack again, nine bucks. I, I tend to be in the eight to twelve buck range with my beers, so you know it's good. I mean, and like I said, every beer I've had, I haven't had a, I haven't had one where I was like, oh god, no. So I mean, yeah. they're all good so far. It's just some are better than others, but yeah, I mean, no, that's that's just how it is. Yeah, that's the good thing about this kind of the, the segment is that you get to try a lot of kind of stuff mm -hmm. that you maybe never have tried and just. Like, that's why, like, with this one, like, I know I've kind of said that it's, it's not really my thing in that, but that's why I like this wee bit, is that you're not going to like everything. You right. want to find stuff that you're 
you don't really enjoy because then at least you're you're branching it that wee bit. Mm-hmm. And this one, I probably would never get it again, but I'm glad that I tried it because now I know not to get it. <laughs> yeah, in the next couple of weeks, I've got like a I've got like a a white wheat ale coming up that I've never had before. And then I've got a strawberry. Really? I've got a German strawberry blonde beer that's coming up. And then I also have um, what else? Is, I've got this stuff from Goose Island called Matilda. It's a really dark, really dark beer. So I've I've kind of mixed it up these next couple of weeks to kind of branch out. And then I've got a couple like New Gla- New Galeris uh, has a thing called Serendipity, which is sort of more of the fruity lager. So I'm kind of, I kind of mixed it up this week to kind of try some new shit. So. The next couple of weeks should be interesting, and then after after this last six weeks of episodes, I'm gonna send you a list of what's in my shop, and then you can pick the six that I'm gonna go through. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, man, I'm glad your week was good. Mine was crazy, but good. We got a lot on the horizon. We talked about a lot of Austrian. We talked about the the, the podcast is doing really well, so yeah. it, it's good news all around. Oh, and before the lawyers hit me with a baseball bat, <laughs> we are drinking on the show. If you are enjoying a drink with us, please make sure you are of legal drinking age for your region or area. And also, as always, please drink responsibly so the lawyers do not yeah. harass me further. So that's one thing we want to stress. We're having a good time. We're all we're we're adults, and you know, just having a beer too, hanging out with your butt is a responsible thing to do. Because Chris ain't driving after this, neither am I. So always remember, don't drink no. and drive. Drink responsibly. And make sure you're of legal drinking age for your region because this podcast is worldwide, baby. Let's go. Yes. And if you're listening in the UK, especially Scotland, it's the actual legal age of drinking. It's not the yep. what we've decided. Like I know in Scotland we start drinking at twelve, mm-hmm. but that's illegal. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. If if, if that's what you're doing, don't do that. Just wait till you're eighteen. Don't fuck about just it's, it's it's really no worth it, yeah, really. It's, it's really. Like, not. I'm kidding. on alcohol is amazing, but it's no <laughs> worth doing it before it's legal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day, we did dumb shit too. But you know, now the way I the way I approached alcohol as a bartender and and as an adult, I've I've got an appreciation for the craftsmanship of beers, the flavor behind beer, the craftsmanship and the flavors behind cocktails that a lot of people, especially here in Wisconsin. A lot of people just, mm. I'm getting fucked up, let's go! And it's like, chill, dude, just chill. So, yeah. yeah, remember, always be responsible, don't drink and drive, and make sure you're yes. legal, because we don't want anybody doing something stupid and being like, well, Docs and Chris had up here. You know what? Nah! Can't use that excuse, yeah. son. What, what you have to remember in that is I'm Scottish, therefore I'm a trained professional in the art of alcoholism. Max. So... Don't do what I do. Do as I say. And yep. that is, wait d- d- wait until you're ready. Don't, mm-hmm. like, even when, as soon as you hit 18, or it's 18 in the UK, 21 in America, yep. like, it, it isn't a free-for-all for going and do it. <laughs> right. It's just, if you want to enjoy it, enjoy it, but make sure you enjoy it, because there is a lot of people here that just get so fucked up, and it's like, You've ruined your night because you don't. I mean, I, I've I have a lot of stories where I, I don't remember nights <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. But that's that's something else. Like right. I go into that knowing fine well that's what the outcome's right. going to be. That's why I don't do that often. I mean, I don't drink as much because my job involves me driving, mm. and I don't drink the night before I work. Like right. the reason why I do the podcast and have a drink before the podcast is because I don't work the next day. Right. 
Although, judging by how much I didn't take out the edit in the last week's episode, I'm not going to probably drink as much before I edit. Because, right. but I, what I did find, and I'm going to put up, is if anybody wants a good drinking game, listen to last week's episode and drink whenever I say that kind of stuff or stuff like that. Those two sentences, you'll be fucked in the first hour. I tell you that much. Yeah, or thing me. Every time we say thing me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, man, and the seventy-four million ums that I didn't take out that I Dude, said I was going to take. I, I do ums and ahs <laughs> all the time because my brain is processing, and that's the default exactly. word. Like we said in that kind of the opening, the, the podcast the last couple weeks has sort of popped off. Yeah, and we we love you're to welcome. It. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we do appreciate the support so much, and like the last two weeks, especially you guys have really. Hit the downloads a yeah. lot and sh- shared the tweet. So that's a big thank you to guys because the, the more you guys do that for us, the more we can like pull back on the day jobs and do more of this stuff. So thank you guys for that. So all that jazz out of the way in the opening round. Let's dive into to this week's topic, bro. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, Strange Tim, moder- moderator extraordinaire, sat in while Chris Not played quite number one mod. I'm still number one mod. But he's <laughs> well, for a, Titan, he's, he's, for a Titan. He's getting there. Uh, it's just all mods everywhere. I'm just number one. Like, I've hit that top level. Oh, you haven't mod, you ain't mod oh. on my channel yet. Ooh, shame. I, I don't know if I'd lure myself to that. Oh, but, fuck you, dude. I'll maybe take a guest appearance and kind of <laughs> show your mods how it's done. But Tim, step your game up. <laughs> Tim, step your game up when you hear this, because Chris is throwing, <laughs> Chris is taking shots, bro. But yeah, so a couple weeks ago when Tim sat in for your lazy ass, we talked yeah. about the the Mars lander, the Perseverance mission, and you were like, "Son of a bitch, I wanted to be a part of that show." Yeah, like that's like that's as I said, that's my <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, so this week, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah, so on a weird universal confluence of events. I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. I've been uh, watching a lot of like sci-fi, and it seems like every time I log on to like Google or like Facebook or whatever, an interesting article pops up about space exploration and whatnot. So I was like, "Yeah, the universe is like talk about space this week." And then you said you your space is your shit. So let's talk about space, man. Let's have a discussion. Um, I want to encompass a little bit of everything in space, like. The main focus is like let's talk about mankind's new home, what we think, but let's talk about space in general, like what what we feel, what we think some of the challenges might be. I linked an article about a deep time experiment that happened in France, and that was a that was a great read, and that's kind of what really triggered it was that article was interesting. So yeah, let's let's talk about space, bro. The final frontier. So. I mean, as I said, space has just always been my thing. I mean, I'm not a, a professional, and I, I couldn't tell you the ins and outs. I couldn't tell you the science and the physics. I can tell you what I've read. I right. can tell you my opinions on it and all that kind of stuff. I mean, first opinion, Elon Musk is God. Um, really? Let's just get that out of the way. Aye, the, the, what part of kind of like the space thing that you want to talk about, the future, like space exploration, yeah. the Spe- kind of speculate. Mars thing, or... Are just the kind of normal space, like look how big and amazing it is. Well, let's 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 speculate a little bit about the future of like space because everything you've been hearing lately in the news is like interstellar travel is going to be a thing sooner than later. So yeah, like 
take video games for example because that's that's a big medium for us being on twitch and you're a gamer i'm a gamer like a game like elite dangerous you literally travel interstellar interstellar distances hop from planet to planet deliver goods mine resources from asteroids like elite dangerous and and star trek and 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 no man's sky have this sort of exuberance for what space commerce and and space could be in the future like that you know people living on planets and traveling the stars and but is that is that really feasible is that is that something that we could is interstellar community like galaxy civilization a a, a possibility is that something that you feel that's ever going to be there or are we just going to be like hey we went from one planet and we're stuck on that planet to well that planet's gone to to the next planet like let's speculate what are your thoughts on like mankind's new home and the future of like humanity in space because it's such an interesting topic personally i think it's going to take off like that it's going to be the, the, the future of mankind. Like, it has to be the future of mankind because we fucked this planet up too much. <laughs> yeah, that, we did. Like, we've passed by the point of no return. Unfortunately. So, like, there's there's literally nothing that we... There's still so much that we need to learn. There's still a lot that we need to kind of figure out how to kind of do stuff. Like, the fact that, like, Perseverance, they've sent up with the helicopter drone... And the reason, one of the reasons why they wanted to do that is because obviously Mars's atmosphere is different from Earth's. Mm-hmm. So the kind of, in order to get something like that off the ground, that it would have to have a different propulsion and all that kind of stuff and different science and physics behind it to be able to make it work. So like when you, you read into the kind of the future missions for uh, Mars, the likes of like, the, I think the next mission that it is is they're wanting to send another craft up, and I don't know if it's going to be the man mission or if I, I think the next one is still going to be another rover in which it's going to go and pick up the vials that Perseverance mm. is leaving. Yeah, I think so. Because obviously you can't have a massive rover that has everything that you need. So the, the plan is just to send up a bunch of different rovers that basically have different things. So, like, the next one that they send up will be a analysis lab, basically, which will analyse more detail yeah. as to the, the Perseverance vials. Uh, um, and that will kind of, like, when we, when you start sending up those kind of things, that's the kind of building blocks that would be required because the more that we learn in that process, it means that the more humans will know going out there mm. that means that once a uh, kind of mankind gets to mars and be able to be able to colonize it we'll be in a position of knowledge so we'll be able to know that the the basic kind of the details of how to make it work the likes of the terraform and all that, which is going to take years it's going to take decades to be able to do because like you've got all these different talks of like we'll look at and create an atmosphere and do this and do that but question about that what are your thoughts on terraforming in general like like what do you think of that concept i think it's an amazing concept you think so like, like changing mars's natural sort of environment to suit something more like us or should we try to adapt technologies where we live on mars like i mean what do you think 
Well, what you have to remember is the the point of terraforming is to be able to make certain living conditions. It will be able to create mm-hmm. an atmosphere that we can right. live on. But what you have to remember is there's still so much about Mars, like gravitational pull yep. um, and stuff like that, Eyes. that we will not be able to replicate off here. Mm-hmm. So there is still going to be a lot that you'll have to adapt to. But if we can try and make... like, And, and here's the thing about the terraforming is that the plans and the ideas and the theories that people think is that they're going to terraform the entirety of Mars. It could end up that they'll just have city size hubs yeah. where it's terraformed that humans are able to kind of survive. The dome city be, theory. Yeah. Like it could be something in that line. I think again, all these theories about terraforming and that kind of stuff, it's hard to have a solid opinion on because again, we don't have the information of Mars yet to be able to decide whether we'll be able to do this, we'd have to do that. So again it's it's an interesting topic on all these theories, like there's hundreds of theories mm-hmm. as to how it's going to happen, and when you go through them all, they all have that little like. There's that just that peak interest that yes. you kind of go well. That would be so cool if that was it, or that would be cool if that was it. So the good thing about it is that every outcome, there's a benefit. There's like a cool like fuck yeah, let's that's that's I want to be part of that. Yeah. Um, so I think with the terraforming is. I think that one of the reasons why a lot of people are against the terraforming is, and I don't know if you're in, in the same opinion, is as soon as you think of interstellar travel and, and kind of interstellar species as the likes of your Star Trek, your Star Wars, the kind of sci-fi, like, pictures, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just these people that you go out and in some planets you have to wear your spacesuit, and other planets it's an air flight where you can just wander about and all that kind of stuff. I think what the problem is, is a lot of people have that idea that that's what they want it to be, but in the eyes of the people that can actually do it, they've got a kind of more, well, I can develop it that it's the entire planets that we, because again, it'd be difficult to be able to do it because the point that Earth is, Earth is a Goldilocks planet. Yep. It's the perfect distance from the sun and all that kind of stuff that it's just, it can sustain liquid water, it can, can stay, sustain an atmosphere and the gravitational pull and all that kind of stuff. So there's not, it, it limits what you can do in the likes of Mars, mm-hmm. Pluto and all that kind of stuff. Like there is going to be other challenges you'd have to overcome in order to terraform the idea of what you kind of think right. it's going to be. And then again, you've got other planets like uh, Uranus and stuff like that. That I think it's I think it's Uranus where they've discovered that Uranus doesn't actually have a core. Yes, it's I think so. Yeah, up of gas. Yeah, I Even think Uranus. Yeah. A, a ball, and it has its rings. Mm-hmm. It's just gases that is just it's like that concept just completely blows my mind that like it can still form a mm-hmm. planet like gas shape. can solidify enough to <laughs> form a planet. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but again, like that's another aspect of it is you look at the details and the information that we're now gaining from further afield. Yep. Like the likes of like you look at Voyager One and Voyager Two and the fact that they're still like they've fucking went beyond mm-hmm. the kind of grasp of our known galaxy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they've exactly. Cut off. They're now in interstellar space. Yeah. So it's like the more and more time goes on, the more information we'll get, and the more 
these plans and ideas and theories will develop and change and that. So what the information that we've got now is not going to be the information that we have in 10 years' time. Oh, because yeah. it could be one of those ones that in five, ten years' time, they turn around and go, Mars is a no-go. There's physically no way we can form another world on here. Yeah. And then they'll just have to move on to something else. The main thing is not allowing it to become Earth because we fucked Earth. Like, we know about the fossil fuels and the, 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 the oil and the gases and stuff like that that's just completely crippled the planet. Like, you just have to look at this pandemic. Everybody got locked up. Look how much Earth healed. Yes. Carbon emissions. as I said a couple of episodes ago, and the, the worst thing to happen to planet Earth is humans. Yep. Like, we are... Like a virus. People talk about, like... Oh, the, the the pythons in Florida that is ruining the ecosystem because they're an invasive species. Humankind is yes. an invasive species. We have single-handedly fucked the planet because yeah. of our fucking concept of oil and good and let's destroy everything that we possibly need to be able to live. Um, so it's like if humans are here, Earth fucking goes on until... It, supposed to end we've just sped up that shit yeah so like interstellar travel is such a dangerous thing that you need to get that balance personally like the first thing that i would say has to go is politicians yeah get them. they should not be fucking anywhere mm -mm. near this plan because they'll be the first ones to fuck everything up the the next kind of thing is it's it's more about not necessarily getting people involved in it, but what there has to be is a lot more transparency. Yep. Like a lot more share the knowledge that we're gaining. Like instead of just saying, oh, we've sent like, how many people do you think if you were to ask what the point of the Perseverance Rover was, would be able to tell you the point of the Perseverance Rover? Less so, than a dozen. It used to be like when we first went to the moon back in what, 60. 60, 67. yeah, 60, some early yeah, 60s. Was like the, oh, I, was, I thought it was like mid to late. It was the 60s anyway. Yeah. When we went, when that was happening, everybody was so involved. Like it was spread all over the news. We're going to the moon. We're going this, then that, that kind of stuff. And then over time, intelligence has been viewed as inferior. Like it's now that we're scared of intelligence as a species. And it's like, we, we need to fucking. 180 that i cannot agree more science back as a a power like yep. like let's use more knowledge and intelligence and intellect to be able to better our own world and better humankind the way that like i just said elon musk is sort of single-handedly doing like he's throwing light on a lot of these other under appreciated concepts that mm. is now gaining the traction and stuff like that. I mean, the guy built a fucking flamethrower and called it not a flamethrower to get around regulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, like, I think, but again, it's just such a, it's hard to be able to sum up the entirety of this conversation and a two-hour podcast. Yeah, no, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, because when you talk about space and space exploration, it is so multifaceted, and everybody 
who has a drop of intelligent discourse in their veins will have mm. some sort of idea or some sort of theory or, or some sort of dream for it. And you make you make a ton of good points, and I, I want to respond to a lot of them. Uh, firstly, yes, humans have fucked up Earth beyond repair. Like, the only thing that's going to fix Earth is Earth when we fucking leave. Like, once yeah. we're gone, Earth is going to be like, oh, oh, thank God. Yeah, Mother well, Nature's going to come from behind the trees going, have they left? Yeah. Nice <laughs> fuck, party. <laughs> <laughs> Time to fix the shit. Yeah, so I think, I think if we do master you know, travel in in, yeah. in a decent amount of time and enough of us do sort of make that exodus to the next planet, Earth will recover. It'll recover in ways we can't fathom. But if we don't, like, cut a lot of the shit we're doing now, we're going to fuck things up a lot faster than it should naturally have happened. So I, yeah, I, I do agree right. in your point that humans are probably the worst thing that happened to Earth since whatever. The caveat to that is... Humans became the worst thing to the earth when we stopped trying to live within balance of the yeah. earth. Okay. And I'm not one of those guys that like, oh, natives were these great mystical beings. No, but a lot of the theories of native cultures from around the world focused on a harmony between nature and man. Well, the industrial revolution hit and everybody was like progress. Progress is the single worst thing to happen to the earth, not to humankind, but to the earth. And I'm not bagging on progress. I mean, it's facts. It, it has caused more damage to the earth than it's done good for us as humankind. So, yes, I think once humans are on to the next planet or on to the next stage of, of where they are, I think that'll give earth the reprieve that it needs. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100% there. Two, I agree. When we are ready to take the next step, politicians need to get the fuck out of the conversation. Let the experts and the scientists and the people that are are willing to do the work and I'm gonna I'm gonna say a phrase and everybody's gonna be like, oh, Dox is a commie, Dox is a socialist. The greater good. If you are not working for the greater good of humankind, stay the fuck out of my lane. Because I ain't got time for it. Okay? Yeah. And the greater good means the greater good for everybody. Black, white, purple, green, Nate, all of it. The greater good serves everybody. Not the elite few, not the white folks, everybody. Bottom line. And not just humans. Exactly. Like everything. Everything for the greater good, right? The greater global good as a sense of the greater good. That's all I'm going to say about that before before the pitchforks go, Docs isn't coming. Docs isn't coming. Fuck y'all. It's all right. Right. You've, you've gave enough for a kind of silence in between them that I can cut this part. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, sponsors. I've got your back. <laughs> At least somebody does. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, let's see. Ter terraforming is a huge... I think terraforming is going to be a huge component going forward. And what I would mm -hmm. like to see is a version of terraforming that makes the atmosphere and the environment that that to which we terraform a hybrid of the planet's natural ecosystems right take what we can and terraform it enough so that we can survive and thrive but don't overwrite 
the planet's sort of own natural rhythms and, and ecosystems. Yeah. Because we'll just be doing the same shit we're doing to Earth. We'll we'll just fuck that one up by changing it 100% from oh, what it is. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. learn to terraform within, within the natural rhythms and ecosystems of whatever planet we need to land on. And if and only terraform the shit that's uninhabited. Like if you show up on a planet and there's a bunch of dudes like, "What's up, humans?" and humans are like, "Terraforming this bitch. We don't care if you breathe methane. You're extincting an entire species." No. Yeah. So you meant you mentioned it within the terraforming that Earth is a, is a Goldilocks planet, right? It's got the right atmosphere to sustain water. It's got the right heat. It's got the right gravitational. It's a Goldilocks planet for us. Okay? And I just did a quick Google search while you were talking about it. There are, in estimation by experts who are far smarter than I, 6 billion Earth-like planets within <laughs> within our galaxy alone. Take a second for that. 6 billion Earth-like planets. Once we figure out how to get to them bitches, we got six yeah. million thing, six billion things to to explore and expand. And I am, I am very much a pessimistic optimist. I want our future to be Star Trek, Elite Dangerous, Star Wars, where we have an interstellar civilization where trade can flow between. And we have amazing technology so people can thrive and, and explore the galaxy and, and the universe as a whole. I want that. Am yeah. I 100% convinced that humans aren't going to be selfish enough to fuck that up? God, I hope not. I'm hoping. Well, I plan for the worst, but I hope for the best in all things. And I hope at some point the... The good of humanity will triumph over the greed and the corporate bullshit and the lies and all the drama and all the crap so that we can have a better future. Six billion worlds in our galaxy alone. Six billion. Like, I can't even fathom that. And you get all these people who are like, oh, we're alone in the galaxy. It, you don't know. You. It is mathematically and scientifically impossible that we are alone. Right now, I would agree with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that Earth is sort of the Florida of the universe, and they're like, nah, dog, they're not ready. Let them figure their shit out. Then we'll be like, you guys figured your shit out? All right, welcome to the, the galactic stage. Well, that's the thing. It's like there's so many amazing theories yes. of... There's two theories I love about alien life out with Earth. One of them is we are the aliens. Mm -hmm. See, when you hear about the pyramids and stuff like that, and what, like the spacemen coming down, what what the theory that I like is the aliens came to Earth, had a little hanky panky with humans back then, uh -huh. and we are the result, the future generations of that alien species, hoo ha hoo ha. So <laughs> it's like that's one of my favorite ones. The other one is see when they talk about. UFO sightings and stuff like that, and it's like it's always in the the outskirts and everywhere. And then other people go, oh, it's always at like military bases and RAF bases and, mm -hmm. and and armies. One of my theories, and I don't know, I've never ever really heard that. It might be it's just a theory. That I think is the reason why so many sightings have been seen 
at these places is aliens have developed far better technological advances than us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Weaponry, technology, communications. They may have even developed time travel. And my thought is the reason why they're seen and spotted at military bases is they know what humans done. See, in a thousand years' time, humans caused a universal collapse through greed, war, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So the reason why they're spotted is these are the aliens coming back in time just to keep tabs on our weaponry advances, making sure that the point when humankind get too much, that's when they're going to go, and done. <laughs> got a little that's too cheeky, yeah. I think. Like, that would explain why it's always at the military bases that it happens, is because they're just keeping tabs, making sure we're not getting too advanced and making sure that... But I, I found the, the, the tweet that I was wanting to talk about. It's quite funny how okay. this tweet came up and then you decided, right? reason it came up is because Nikki DeCusta. Okay. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, it was DeCaster. DeCaster. There yeah. you go. It was, she commented on Twitter, and it obviously it comes up in your feed. And the question was, if aliens existed and invaded Earth, would humanity unite to fight them, or would our nations use their coming as a way to settle scores? Yeah, she's uh, well, she's actually Hell's Phoenix on YouTube. She's the one who comments. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, shout out on Twitter as well. Yeah, exactly. NJ DeCaster, K-E-U-S-T-E-R, follow her. She's just hit 200... She's, she's a badass. Fucking keep going. I think but, that was yeah, one of her so, writing prompts, actually. It probably would have been. But yeah, so it was like the when I seen that, my thought is I didn't know it was like if they'd invaded Earth and they were gonna fucking destroy us. What I I kind of viewed that as if humankind went out and found alien life, would they unite with the alien life or would they tear them down? And my first process was well, it depends. One, is America involved? And and two, is there oil on that planet? Yeah. Sadly, sadly you're right. The Western world is going to fuck shit up. Yeah, sadly. Let's be friends, let's be friends, and done. So, like, it's it's, it's, again, it's a sad kind of state of affairs that that's where my mind immediately went to is what depends is there oil or anything of value at that planet? Because if so, they're fucked. <laughs> if we turn up. Well, it's funny that you bring up, is, is there anything valuable on the planet? Because you're fucked. There's been a planet that has been discovered that's made of fucking diamonds, bro. There's literally asteroids that are made of diamonds, yeah. gold, yeah. lithium, fucking all sorts. So as soon as one of these fucking fat cats is like, figure it out, they're going to fucking... Sh- mine the entire planet and the aliens are going to be like, like avatar avatar just fucking tells you enough <laughs> it does. and obtainium and they're like fuck yeah let's destroy fucking oh you've got a really nice tea no anymore no to to be fair is that the americans co- yeah it is it is americans <laughs> talks I, I i love that you decided to segue into that shut up and listen <laughs> no is is stuff like avatar and the fact that we're so green based that our that our media and our science fiction represents that as like what we are as an identity. Is that a fair 
characterization, or is that an overblown stereotype? Or oh. is the movies like Avatar and that publications from future esque aliens that have come back in time? and depicted what we have done in the future through media outlets. So in actual fact, what we are watching is a documentary of how we fucked up other planets. It's all fucking put on your tinfoil hats. I mean, I I left mine in the closet. I didn't think we were going here with it, but I'm (laughs) I'm down for it. Have you you said you only had the one beer? I, mm, with the way you're well, talking, I did only have the one beer, and then I opened up my ginger wine. So okay, uh, that explains it. We're now we're now fully in the tin hatville. <laughs> but yes, I mean, yeah. I I don't disagree with your theory. Like I don't I don't think you're I don't think that you're crazy to think that way because the well, fact that makes one the fact that's that, the one <laughs> the fact of the matter is we don't know. Like the entire thing well, of alien life and. Space is such an unknown. It is the greatest. And how amazing is that? Yeah, it's the greatest like, unknown we have. It unknow something, and like it's even more amazing when people can admit, "I do not know," but let's fucking find out. Right. Instead of you constantly having the the stubborn people that have to like, think they know everything, it's like no, let us not know something, and then actually figure the fuck it out. Like. As it's like the Avatar thing, that was just literally just the flung right, right. there and then. Right. That was the actual theory. It was just it just a follow on for my previous theory. Mm-hmm. But it's like something as crazy as that, when you actually, if you looked at it as an open mind, it's a major possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, like that could be like any of those sci-fi films could potentially be documentaries from a thousand years. That's why it's always. The year three thousand six hundred and twenty-two and stuff like that is like like maybe that's what it it kind of is. Yeah, I think the unknown is what drives humanity forward because it's of the unknown that makes humanity want to know, and that's where you have to. That's the channel you have to follow down. It's just just follow the 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 the, the cookie crumbs and just find that shout. Yeah, there's nothing greater than chasing the rabbit hole for the sake of learning. Like a lot of times, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up because we want to keep this to about two and a half. But I love your 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 point there. You you said it so succinctly that the fact that letting something be unknown so that you can learn it is is one of the greatest things that we we no longer embrace. Like, we talk about YouTube rabbit holes, or we talk about, like, Wikipedia rabbit holes, but nine times out of ten, they're like, what the fuck, dumbass videos. Uh, when's the last time you you heard somebody say, oh, I, I watched a physics video on YouTube and went down the physics rabbit hole, right? See, that's the thing, is, like, like that's a great point that you made, is that, like, the internet and this, this wealth of fucking knowledge that mm-hmm. we have that is the internet, like, people really rarely use it to the best of the ability. So I, yep. like, I, like like you say, I've I I rarely hear of people going down that kind of rabbit hole mm-hmm. where it's the thing. So I, like I can send you some like if when this is done, I'll send you a good few videos on Discord mm-hmm. that kinda touch on the kind of like the multi dimensional existence planes and that where they go yeah. into depth of like like I think they go up to something like those eight dimensions. Oh yeah, multi-dimensional the theory is amazing. Yeah, 
Um, and but I, I always go doing those kind mm-hmm. of things because that, again, that's where like humankind are not made to be content. We are not made to settle. Like, that's that's the next thing that forces us is like we always want to have something better. Mm-hmm. Like you always are envious to get better, and the more that we focus on that, and the more we allow people to embrace that like you said we don't embrace that want to yep. learn and to develop our skills or anything like that that we have sort of hit that plateau yep. where people are just ah uh, well this is this is good enough yeah. it's like, but we don't want good enough can't, i can't stand that and it's like one day a week go and read a random book or one day a week just just go on and just go doing a different sort of thing like, it's one thing I love about Twitter is whenever I'm scrolling through it, the amount of times, like, that question was if aliens existed, is that, that's the type of shit we, that should be on that. I don't care if fucking Shanna down the road bleached her asshole because she was going to be on Love Island or some yes. shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to know if in 40 years' time, humankind is still going to fucking be here. Yeah. Because the way we're gone, we're no. And, like, that's the type of shit I want to know. That's the type of shit I want to be seen more of. Yeah, I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, and I mention it a lot in real life. I tell my kids and my coworkers and people I meet, in the palm of your hand, you have the entire collected human knowledge, free and accessible, in a multitude, videos, essays, yeah, and you watch fucking cat videos. I mean, cat videos are pretty fucking... Well, my, my point being is, <laughs> you have the entire collected human knowledge. Yeah. Once a we week, watch a, a video. Between a video? Yeah. Yeah. Out of your 12 cat videos or five-a-week doc streams, watch a physics lecture. Listen to a podcast about astrophysics or engineering. Just once. Expand yeah. your mind in a positive direction. I understand the need for... To emotional release through cat videos and whatnot and and streams and things. I understand it. But never lose yeah. sight that you have the entire collected intelligence of the entire human race in the palm of your hand. Please, for the love of God, do something with it. Look at me. I'm self-taught in almost everything I've done. Self-taught martial artist. Self-taught chef. Self-taught audio engineer. Self-taught streamer. Self-taught computer guy. Self-taught fucking you name it. Because I've done this. And yeah. us going forward when it comes to space, we're going to have to have a lot more of the people who have thirsted to understand the unknown than the people who have thirsted to control the unknown. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And like you said, the only way things are going to move forward for us is collectively. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's call a time out right now. Let's let's come up with a new game plan because the game plan that we have is not working. No. We need to rethink this and just we need to we need to figure it out because if we don't figure it out now it's going to be too late. It's already too late on some levels like you said. It's definitely going to. But we can always still bring it back. Yes we can. Like there's always that like let's not give up hope. Exactly. Like and that's what, and, and, and in a nutshell, that's what space represents to me is hope. Yeah, you know, and I think, I think, I think you made such great points, and I think, I think we had such a great discussion that to say anything further would dilute that. So, 
let's move on to something more sort of terrestrial and sort of, I'll admit it, a little bit of self-serving, self-promo this week. For those of you that are new, if this is your first week of the podcast, I am an affiliated streamer on Twitch, which means I get paid to live stream, I get paid to play video games, I get paid to do the podcast, but that's not why I do it. I do it because I love being on camera, I love making people laugh, I love elevating people's discourse, and I love hanging out with good people like Curse. So, uh, last couple of weeks, fact, it just really likes the money. So, I mean, like, I mean, it's, send it's, them it's all not, your money. It's not that's bad. all he cares about. All them, I'll rub it all over my nipples. It's all good. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that's not a sex act. Now, if I said I would shove the money somewhere else, that's that's the OS. It depends. Is your tongue in or out? Because that's the difference if it's a sex act or not. Oh, in all the time. In. Oh, no, you're fine. That's, okay. that's all right. That's... I would clear that up. <laughs> so, for those of you that maybe have stumbled upon the podcast or this is your first episode, I'm an affiliate streamer on Twitch. And the hardware I run on is a, is a six-year-old laptop. It's sort of, over the past month, sort of slowly, slowly dying. And the community around me has rallied together and put together a, a machine that will... I won't need to upgrade for the next six, seven years. Like you guys have went above and beyond my expectations or whatever. I've, I've already, I'm not going to go into it. I'm already flabbergasted about the thought of it. So this week, uh, after Dante, my brother finishes putting everything together and, and triple testing everything, I'm going to be getting my new computer and I'm going to take the week to get everything back up to speed, transfer all the all the overlays and all the art and yeah. all the audio sound effects and put in all the commands to my chat bot. And I'm gonna make a return to streaming. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it like I'm gonna you guys thought I streamed a lot before? Bro. Next level. Just a that's what everybody deserves who put in. I I I gotta I gotta get on my bicycle and just run. I got three months to get as much time in and do as much progress as possible to show you guys that what you sacrificed and donated, it's not going to go to waste. So this week, I don't know if it's going to be Friday or Saturday or Sunday, but I'm coming back. And I just wanted to take a minute on my ramble to kind of talk about some of my, some of my fears, some of my expectations, some of my goals, and some of what you can expect when I come back. So. Let's tackle the first one of what you can expect, because that's quick and easy. What you can expect is now with the more powerful rig that I have, I'm going to be able to run a lot more of the games that y'all have requested me to play, because you want to see my thoughts and commentary and reactions to some of these higher-end titles. And don't get me wrong, indies are still my bread and butter. Indies are going to be the feature of the channel going forward, but now I can sprinkle in some of those higher-end titles. So I made a new schedule, and what we're going to be looking at is we're going to do Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, the complete edition, which is the popular PS4 exclusive a couple years ago where it's sort of this primitive, technologically-based human tribalism, and you're in a, you're trying to figure out what how the world came to be. That's one. I also got asked to play a game called Neo 2. It's basically Dark Souls with historical Japan. And everybody wants to see me play that because I'm a martial artist. I taught martial arts for 20 years. I know a lot about Japanese culture and 
Asian mythology. I'm no expert. I've, I've learned a lot and I know what I know. And people want to see my thoughts about how that was represented. And Neo 2 is hard as fuck. And they want to see me die over and over and over because apparently I have funny reactions. So you'll see that. You'll see Stardew Valley coming back. You'll see Elite Dangerous because a lot of people have requested me to play Elite Dangerous because they want to see me play a space game. And then there's going to be a lot of collabs. RPGs on Saturdays. Uh, the podcast is being streamed again. And then I'm going to do collabs with like Chris and my friend Dread and Zim and our friend Rins and a lot of our streamer friends who are like, you're back, let's collab. So that's what you can expect going forward. That's the type of content. Like the same shit that you wanted just a little bit throw in some of those higher end titles and just have a lot more of it because now I can, I can do a lot more presentation things and run things at higher quality. So what I can bring to you from what the, the community has given me is all good things and, and better things for you. And then in the fall, once I'm established in Oregon, we're going to bring back an RPG on the channel, hopefully star Wars where Chris can join the game and, Dread and everybody can jump back in because I'm going to take the summer to try and write something up, get established in my new home and really get everything set up so that we don't have this work in progress for the new RPG as a thank you to the community and to the guys who have been so understanding about having to shelve the RPG on my end. So that's, that's the expectation you guys, that's what you can expect from me. The expectations on my end of what I want, I want to be able to, Give you everything I gave you and more. More rewards, more value, more entertainment dollars, a better presentation, um, a higher quality of, of fidelity in, in, in the stream quality. Just an overall better level of production and bring new shows onto the channel, new things, bring new people into the channel, host uh, guests on the podcast, collabs with streamers that you haven't seen. Being able to share our community with other people who are on the come up. Because I've had a lot of people support me in the last month and it, it kind of blew my mind. So that's yeah. my expectations to to give you. Is like, can I now make good on the promise that you guys have invested in me? That's my yeah. expectation. That's my pressure. My fear is my life's going to get in the way. I'm going to get disinterested in the games that you guys have asked to play. I won't be able to do collabs with the people I want or, or do community nights like we want. And, uh, and it's not really a fear, but like there's always that fear of coming back is are people going to be there? Are they even going to give a shit? And I know that people will be there. Like you'll be there and, and Tim will be there and everybody who's in our community will be there. But, Will there be new people? Will we continue the same growth we were doing? Will we be able to grow the podcast and the stream and the brand so that we can affect positive change, not only on Twitch, but within our, our community? Can we get other people affiliated? Can we shine the light on games and streamers that need that light? Because like I'm affiliated. I'm on the come up. Now I want to put my platform forward and help other people. But my fear is, is I'm not going to be able to do that. And I think it's an irrational fear. But it's one that I think every streamer or content creator has when there's a when their content goes away due to technical issues or life. Yeah. 
and I, I think that's a at this point irrational because I have taken breaks along the way where I've gone away for a week or two because I had family stuff and I've been honest with people but I don't know it's it's just something in my mind that I'm gonna have to overcome when I hit that go live button for the first time in like a month you know yeah I think it's that kind of way like I mean, I can't really say much on it because, like, I'm not a streamer, so I yeah. don't know the kind of the the mental, like, of that. But I mean, I've heard, like, in other streams, I have heard a lot of streamers kind of say that the one thing that they are worried about is taking a break because, mm-hmm. like, when you've got like the streamers that are kind of like four, five, six thousand plus, it's like they go away for a day, even a day, like they miss a stream. And there's that chance that they come back and they've lost a thousand viewers. Yeah, that's crazy. Like it's like, like it's such a cut knife society. Whereas you, you take that break. I don't think, I don't think it's an irrational fear. Right. Like I do think it's like a genuine fear that it's a possible outcome, and I think that's what makes it more terrifying is mm-hmm. the fact that. Yeah, there is a chance that you'll come back and the growth that you'd gained in the last couple of months has went away again. But the only thing that I can kind of say to that is you've done it once. Yeah. Like, like I, I, it's annoying because, like, again, I'm, I can't put a lot of my thought and opinion into it because I'm still new to the, the, the kind of the platform and this kind of way of life. Um, but the way I've always seen things throughout my entire life is your end result is still there. Yep. Your end goal is always going to be there. Until you die, the end goal is there, the end of your journey. Everything that happens until that, good or bad, are just bumps in the road. Yep. And let's be honest, the way the government fucking take care of the roads it's there's a lot of fucking bumps (laughs) yeah um but the 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 way it is is it's how you handle those bumps so you hit a a pothole your tire goes flat are you going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself or are you going to change your tire and change a fucking tire right just because you're 15 minutes late to where you were going to go you you you've started the journey already uh, what did you just turn back mm-hmm. like so like i'm not i'm I, I'm not meaning and if there anybody else out there that's kind of has the same things I, i'm no way meaning a sound as if i'm belittling your fears or right agitations no. or anything like that because all feelings are justified you don't even have to justify them for no. them to be justified. Your feelings are your feelings. Nobody has a right to say that you're wrong to feel a way you feel. So, like, your your fears and all that kind of stuff are completely legitimized. But the way I would say it is don't make it bigger than what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing for if, if this is how you want it to be. You want to be a streamer or you want to run a multi-million dollar company, you want to run, become a fucking actor, you want to become a musician, uh, there's going to be a lot of shit along the way. And just when you think you're getting that headway, it's going to fucking hit you back. And 
like like you can go online and find all the analogies you fucking need that tell you like fucking Rocky Balboa nothing hits harder than fucking life and yep. it's no about how hard life it, or how hard it is so it's how hard life can hit you and you get back up and exactly. keep fucking going it's, there's always going to be something that's going to slow your progression. It's going to be something that's make you go, what the fuck am I doing this for? The reason you're doing it is because it's what you want. Some things happen where you go, do you know what? I don't know if this is what I want anymore. Things change. Your opinions, your your thoughts, your everything change that makes you kind of go, well, maybe streaming isn't the avenue you want to go maybe you've tried streaming and you've went you know what i actually prefer the production side of things yes i prefer being the guy at the other side of the camera making everything kind of work we segue into that new avenue so for, for you personally i wouldn't see this as a, a bad thing that like, yeah it's been a month since you've been yep. able to stream there's going to be viewers that are only going to be there. There's mm-hmm. going to be people that just aren't around. But all that is, is it's going to open up. Like, as you said, you're going to be able to play other games. That's a whole new viewer yep. that's going to be coming along. Uh, and as much as people look at it and go, oh, you want the most viewers, you want this, you want that. It's one thing about getting viewers, but you want viewers that you enjoy there. Yep. You don't want, like, if there's people that just fuck off because you had an issue, why do you, Why would you want, they're just toxic, why would the fuck would you want exactly. them in life anyway? So, fuck them. Yep. You'll bring a new clientele to you, and like you were saying, like, one of the worries is you've got is, will you be able to play the games that people have asked you to play? Are you going to get disinterested? That's where you have to take content over production yep. because yeah you could be playing like the, the 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 hot games and stuff like that but if you're not enjoying it the viewer sees that the viewer senses it i'm not going to sit and watch somebody that's no enjoying their game i'm there to enjoy with them yeah if you're not enjoying it why the fuck am i going to enjoy it yeah and, just going to sit there looking doorfaced. and that's why i targeted those three titles because those have been so heavily requested because the audience that have requested them is like, Docs, this is up your alley. You will like this. Yeah. this uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You love narrative. You love exploration. You love interesting mystery. Like, 100%, it's up, up your bag. And then Neo 2, a couple of people have been like, we know you play the Hades and the Curse of the Dead Gods and the Rogue Legacy, so you like the challenging stuff, but then this also has a really interesting narrative from a historic, like a uh, alternate historical sp- perspective of Japan, and it throws in the supernatural. So you get that hard, challenging gameplay, but you get like customization of character. And then, so I was agonizing over it because I've had a lot of games requested, and I was talking to Bernadette a couple nights ago. I'm like, hey, I got a, I got my taxes back. Um, sorry, the stream's coming back. I want to target a couple of the games that have been requested. So we wrote out all the games that have been requested, and we went through them. And she goes, these ones. These ones aren't your bag. These ones aren't your bag. These ones you can be genuine on and, and you'll have a great time and people will respond. These ones, if you play them, you're going to play them because they're requested and you're not going to dig it. So, yeah. like you said, genuine content, genuine fun. Like, the reason this podcast is doing so well 
right? Take this for example, is you and I fucking love doing this. Yeah. Like we love bullshitting with each other. We love having intel semi intelligent yeah. <laughs> semi deep discussions on really sometimes divisive topics. So yeah. it shows in the podcast growth. And that's that's one of the things that like I'm really looking forward to getting back to streaming is not only am I going to be able to stream some of the stuff that's requested, but I'm also going to stream some of the stuff that really piques my interest. Like you look at yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, it's an alternate Earth that has gone back to a more primitive way of life, but there's robot dinosaurs. See, that was what I was going to say. I've played Horizon Zero Dawn. I've not completed it, but I've played <laughs> it. And I was literally going to say robot dinosaurs need to say more. Exactly. That, that, that's what got me. Exactly. That, I didn't know anything else about it. As soon as I seen robot dinosaurs, I went, I'm in. And the main character uses the bow and arrow, dude. Archery is one yeah. of my biggest passions. Like, I'm in. So yeah, it's I'm, definitely a thing. I'm excited. But what I was going to say on that kind of thing, just before we kind of move on, is I think the other problem that you might have is that when you talk about content for Twitch, mm -hmm. you immediately think of series. Mm -hmm. You immediately think, if I start playing this game, I need to complete it. No, yep. you don't. No, like, I never do. There's plenty of times where somebody will play it once. If it's no their thing, yep. that's all right. What I, I would like to suggest is, remember you have a YouTube channel sitting there dormant, waiting for content who's to say that when you're talking about oh you're going to stream so much more instead of streaming so much more why don't take a day for youtube where see when you've played a game on stream it's not quite been your cup of tea but people have enjoyed it off stream record the gameplay edit it there's a youtube video yeah and then that's you you're Two problems with the one stone. I You're fucking hate video editing, though. But the thing where is you don't have to edit right. the whole thing. Like, you can just put out your, like, Chop it 30 up. minute clips. Yep. Like, just sign it out and go like that. Like, because, like, if you were to record one game for four hours and then say, right, every, like, set your timer for like 45 minutes mm -hmm. and then when you get to a good kind of cut off bit like after a mission or a, a, a end of a cutscene or before a cutscene just chop it there yeah and then that's your four weeks worth of content for yeah. that one day that's like that and yeah next week you can play another game and then by the time it gets around to playing the next game you've got nine ten eleven twelve weeks worth of content in your bag oh, that yeah. you can just slowly put out and then people will get the series that they want and they enjoy, but you won't have that kind of pressure to perform live. Yes. And as if you're enjoying it, you can sort of just go away with yourself and you can play it when you want to. Yep. That's a great point. So I think in that case, that's a good, it's a good compromise. Yeah, it's a great compromise to it. Nah, and then you're not going to burn yourself out in streaming. You're not going to put mm -hmm. in too much that you really can't handle. You're not going to affect the quality of your streams because it's, you've just not got the passion. Yeah. You're just not genuinely enjoying the game. And then it's just everything will flow. Everything will start going along the road. And then even at that, you can use your YouTube 
content is a kind of the, the, the side piece of just because my mistress <laughs> because certain viewers aren't on your Twitch, yep. they're on your YouTube. Yeah, thanks. But I know there's still a lot of people that are on YouTube that don't watch Twitch. Just yes, the they do. Yeah, YouTube, it's a big thing. But to get yourself on both platforms with different content, that could further. Because it kind of, like, that was why the likes of when I edit the Spotify and all that kind of stuff, I'll upload the full thing on a YouTube. is because it's just another way of perhaps guiding listeners and viewers mm -hmm. to your other avenues. Because, like you said, you've got your vlogs and stuff like that's on your YouTube just now. You want to upload other content. Mm -hmm. So... It might be a better thing of you don't want all your content to be on the one thing. Yep. Start trying to split it out and and because th there's even there's some streamers that have Discord community nights mm -hmm. and it brings people from Twitch and YouTube and all that to Discord. Yeah. Another avenue. And that's one of the things we want to do going forward is is really focus on getting a community night at least yeah. once a month in there. So yeah. No, you, 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 as always, you, you raise a lot of good points that sort of hit on my thought process where I'm at, but I don't know, man, I, it, it's something that intrigues me and I, I hate video editing cause I don't understand it. Like it took me a long time to understand how to audio edit and mm. just like another editing program is just, it's, it's daunting, but like you said, it only takes once a week, go down an editing rabbit hole. And then take a crack at it. So yeah, Dan, I'm 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 all for it. It's it's a great idea. So let's let that's a great point of what we talked about for me. But let's talk about you because you got plans for tonight after the podcast. Yeah, like I'm gonna be putting it my first. I don't know how it's gonna go. It'll be fine because I'm streaming it from the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Because obviously my rig can't like. As much as it's not an old rig, it's just the CPU and the GPU just fucking peaks. Like, a VC in Discord peaks my CPU at 74%. Ouch. As soon as I add in a game, right? that's not even opening up Streamlabs or OBS or anything like that. Right. So it's just, it just will not handle it. So my plan for tonight is uh, a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about the game Evil Inside. Yes, you were. It was supposed to come out in May. But PlayStation just went, shit, here it's here, take it for a tenner. I saw that. I thought that was weird well, that they did that. Um, I've kind of just lied to our viewers. <laughs> Fuck you, PlayStation. But I gave them my money anyway. Right. Because I'm a sh <laughs> And I thought, well, I'm going to be doing the, the, the podcast. I'm going to be having a drink. I am the worst at horror. Horror. I don't. I don't know. I, I well. I, I'm pretty bad at it too, man. I get fucking scared yeah. real easy. Well, that's what. Like, I loaded up the game because I thought, well, I want to just make sure that things are got like thing me. The menu music was freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Then, I'm watching that while I edit tonight. On, like, I thought I'll start the game and see if I can get to the controls just to make sure I know because I don't want to start the stream and spend twenty minutes trying to figure shit out. Right. I didn't even get to that. <laughs> and then something happened, and I fucking screamed at the screen to turn off the PlayStation. I just went, nah, fuck that shit. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> but, uh, I will, I will say this, two things. 
make sure your Twitch channel settings archives your recording so that you can export it to your YouTube. Right. And then uh, just, you know, let everybody know that, you know, you're you're on your PlayStation. And if this goes well, you'll, you know, maybe move forward and get a camera or if you want to do a face cam or not. But definitely make sure your Twitch settings uh, archives your VOD. Yeah, no, I'll definitely kind of go into that. But the thing with PlayStation is PlayStation 5, you need to have the PlayStation camera. Okay. Like the PS4, you could get a connector that you could plug in as a USB and then use your uh, own camera. Okay. PlayStation 5, it's PlayStation only. Oh, fuck and that. as far as the reviews have seen, it's a shitty, like it's a 1080p, but it's a shitty 1080p mm. and it's not worth it. And at the same time, as much as putting my face on the podcast and something like that, I really don't want my face of absolute. Yeah. Fear. It's about it's about yeah. comfort. Um, yeah. so, but again, this for me, this is just like I don't have a kind of expectation to have this as a weekly thing or right. a daily thing. It's just an experiment. This is just well, it's not even an experiment. What it was is I got a horror game and I thought I wonder if people would be interested in just because I want to be able to because my first thought me. was putting on Discord <laughs> and just having a laugh and letting mm-hmm. people think and I thought well I can't stream it on Discord maybe I'll just put it on my Twitch and if anybody, it was more a kind of if friends want to come and watch and just have a laugh I'll be watching it while I edit um, so I'm not even looking at it to be a series or that, I just I've been drinking, I'm going to continue drinking I'm not at work tomorrow, the only thing I've got is the podcast to edit yep. and I feel as if there's no a lot that we have to take out this episode, nah. even though last week I never took out fucking anything <laughs> I, the first 30 minutes I sat there and proper focused and then the hangover set in because off stream like once I left the, the, the discord and the podcast and uh. that kind of stuff, I did not finish drinking I continue. Oh no! Myself in my room watching YouTube. I just thought, "Fuck it, I'm just going to keep on going." Right. And then next Monday was just it was Monday to it was I, I tell a lie. It was Tuesday night. I finished editing. <laughs> put everything up to schedule for it to be uploaded. On nice. Monday was just a, a non fucking starter. I just. The first 30 minutes went seamlessly and then it was like, it wasn't until Thursday, no, it was Friday when I listened back on Spotify to listen to the whole thing mm. and it was just, I was sitting counting, I was like, I've said that kind of stuff <laughs> 74 times, I've said and all this stuff 89 times, I've said I'm supposed to take out the ums and I've left them all in and on Tuesday night I went, job well done. <laughs> that, that, that's perfect. And it's like I just left most of the podcast just as it was. Like there's even bits in the podcast where I literally say to you, "It's all right. I'm just waiting so that I can clip this out because yeah, I don't want like you did tonight." <laughs> it's me, you, and B sitting talking just bullshit that was the actually supposed to be. In. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good. That'll be alright. That's alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm I'm actually excited to like hear you play a horror game because you and I had this weird relationship where like we've known each other like seven months. But like we're so close we're like I'm literally just sitting here going, Yes, I wanna hear him <laughs> scream like a bitch. <laughs> 
because uh, I'm going to be editing awkward. once once we wrap. I'm going to be editing for the next three hours, cleaning everything up and making sure yeah. the audio is crisp and whatnot, so that you can edit the ums and shit out. <laughs> but yeah, like it'll give me something to do to like keep my mind focused on the job. Where I'm like, okay, and I don't got to play the horror game, so I don't got to scream like a bitch. Yeah. The only thing that I'm not looking forward to is when I watch or play horror games, I get so much more Scottish. <laughs> like the terms that I use are just straight up Scottish. And that's what I'm is that it's just gonna be an hour or so a not able to understand this screaming Scotsman that's shitting himself at a fucking video game. Nope, that'll be perfect. It'll be amazing. I'm all for it, and so are the listeners. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this on Spotify or watching it on YouTube, this will have happened in the past, but because Chris will make sure his settings are on his Twitch, you can go back and watch the VOD and laugh along with us. Yeah, you can enjoy that. I'll leave everything in the description. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm it might go, no, no, because I'll be on. You'll be like, did you put it in the description? Did you put it in the description? <laughs> but yeah, man, I when you brought it up, I was like, yeah, dude, do it. Like, I'm not one of these streamer guys who are like, no, I don't need any more people streaming. No, everybody, if you have any interest in a live sort of setting of, because to me, let me put it in a, in a way a lot of people can relate. Streaming when done you know, successfully or, or when you're having a good time is literally you and your friend on the couch playing the game that you grew up playing kids. Like everybody's been around the Nintendo or the, or the master system where you sat on the couch with your buddies and you took turns playing the game and you talk shit about each other. That's Twitch. It's you playing a game, your buddies in chat, roasting your dumb ass for just being atrocious and you telling him shut up you think you can do better buy the game yourself yeah well that's kind of how i'd see that is again i'm not doing this with any right. expectation of being a streamer in mm-hmm. i've got other things in my life that yeah. take up way too much of my time to like I'm again. I'm not belittling streaming on mm-hmm. Twitch. I'm just saying it's not an interest of mine that that's the avenue I want to go down. I've got other commitments and jobs that I want, like I, I like, and like enjoy. shagging sheep. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I need to, we need to go to Wales because I've heard they're sheep are gorgeous. Um, All right, then let's go. So it's more a case of it was a, it was just. I bought the game and I thought, I wonder if my pals would be interested <laughs> yes. in just hacking out while I fucking... The answer is overwhelmingly yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I'll be doing after mm-hmm. this, this yep. is done. I'm going to eat um, and laugh my I'll, ass off. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that I've got the settings right and I'll make sure I can <laughs> get up on YouTube because docs help me. That's right. <laughs> and the, the other thing, too, is like... um. Face cam is completely optional. You brought it up. You're like, I don't know if I want my face out there. When I started streaming, I didn't want to do face cam because when I would watch playthroughs on YouTube, I really didn't like people's faces taking up area of the game. I wanted to see the game and yeah. hear their commentary and their reactions. But then a friend of mine who is really good at handing me criticism and whatnot and she kind of took me aside. She goes, I know face cam isn't something you want to do because 
you watch your commentary and, and your whatnot to kind of stand on its own. But your reactions to things and watching you, she goes, you're so expressive and your voice is so layered to see and hear your reaction for you and your quality elevates the stream on an entertainment where somebody who doesn't have, and I'm not shitting on these people, don't get it wrong, but somebody who isn't as expressive or doesn't have as layered or rich a voice that I do, maybe a face cam isn't something that, that adds to their stream, but in my case, it does add an entertainment yeah. value. So if, if you don't want a face cam, don't face cam. And this, I'm not talking to you specifically, I'm talking about anybody who wants to get into the streaming space or the YouTube space, if you want to be a faceless streamer or a faceless YouTuber, go right the fuck ahead. Because you'll yeah. find somebody that, as long as you're genuine, passionate, you'll find people that jive with it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, as I said, for me, it, I, I would put, like, I, I did try to figure out how to connect the, the camera up, but then I found out that you have to have the PlayStation cam, which I might or might not look into. Mm -hmm. Like, again, the reviews seem to go that it's a shitty camera. Yeah, right. But, like, for the sake of if it's the only way that I can do it, like, once, I mean, there is plans that I want to kind of upgrade my computer and get a bit more of a powerful computer that I can do things like that. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm no one to go in with the expectation that I want to do this full time because I'm not really, like, it's not really my cup of tea to say. Right. So, but if it's a case of, I, I've, uh, every Sunday or Monday after the podcast when you're editing that jumping on just bullshitting with a game join everybody like I'm no lying I'm real I'm the worst gamer ever <laughs> I don't just say that to get pity it's true I am terrible at games like not awful can actually see it like <laughs> it's like I'm the most unlucky person like everything always goes wrong hence my tweet earlier on so and my my best mate here um he he would always laugh and joke and all that kind of stuff, and he wouldn't really take it serious. And then one day he came on a drive with me to work, like when I'd went down in Norwich and stuff like that, and he seen firsthand just how shitty things go for me personally. Right. That it doesn't go normally for other people. Like everybody, like even something as simple as I'm one of these people that I can go in and be behind 10 people at Costa or Starbucks, mm -hmm. and those 10 people will get their coffee and everything will be perfect. I'll get my coffee, and the ceiling will fall on top of me. <laughs> no even something that you would go, oh, the cup lid fell off and I dropped my coffee. <laughs> something completely out of the blue would happen. Like, I'd, I'd get my coffee, I'd walk outside, and an airplane would fucking hit me. <laughs> Let's not go like there. That, like... that level of fucking... You're my meal around. ticket, you gotta stay safe. <laughs> So it's like, it's things like that. Like last week, normally, like I had two jobs that I literally drove out to the jobs an hour to the job pickup. Uh -huh. And then they told me that they'd cancelled the job. Fuck! Two in one day. And it's like, it's that's not how that happens. It never happens. <laughs> like sometimes jobs get cancelled, but it's cancelled like a few hours before. But that was twice in the one day that it got cancelled as I turned up at the door and waited. And it's like, just so much happens that you just go, how? But how is it always you? Like, really? Like, it doesn't make sense that everything that goes wrong 
it's it's on you. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm so terrified of this weekend that this weekend went well. I mean, I got a free Ramada room and yeah, they gave did. me my money back. Yeah, and it's like, oh well fuck, like I, I I guess some shit's gonna happen tomorrow. Like maybe my computer's just gonna fucking go haywire and I can't <laughs> edit. Something that level is like what's gonna happen? I need to know. <laughs> Cross your fingers that don't happen. <laughs> This is the one unknown that is not good. Exactly. Exactly. Like, but so yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. It'll it'll be fun while I add it. I think you'll have a great time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a great time. I'll be shitting myself. <laughs> I'm sure everybody else will have a great time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that note of shitting oneself, let's move on to the happy endings. Um, You want to go first or should I? Um, I mean, I think you should go first this time. All right, cool. My happy ending uh, this time kind of touches on um, a really interesting article that I found uh, about Alzheimer's. And for those of you, this is a little inside baseball. I have a fear that when I get older, I won't remember things like I'm not a materialistic guy. I hate collecting stuff. Like, ask my girlfriend. Like, I I love minimalism. I don't keep souvenirs. I don't keep trophies. Stuff. I don't like stuff. What I love and enjoy are experiences and the memories of those experiences. So Alzheimer's for me is terrifying. Because Alzheimer's basically makes you forget everything. Who your loved ones were. What your life was. Everything. And it is. It is. Like, I even eat foods in my diet that specifically say that they will help combat Alzheimer's. Like, I'm that, I'm that terrified of it because I don't want my daughter's first words to go away. I don't want, you know, my travels with Chris and Prague and hanging out with the Czech mob to go away, right? It terrifies me. So when I saw this article that, um, It says, basically, a Georgia lab experiment shows that CBD reduces plaque and improves cognition in early-onset Alzheimer's. I was like, yes, please. I need to read this. So, basically, what the article article states is a two-week dose of high, uh, a two-week course of high-dose CBD helped restore function in two proteins key to reducing the accumulation of beta-amyloid plaque a hallmark of Alzheimer's disease and improved cognition in experiential model of early onset arthritis, or not arthritis, Alzheimer's. So basically what that means is, from my understanding, is the CBD, the chemistry of the CBD has latched onto these proteins, which are TREM2 and LI33. They're important in the brain's immune cell function. The CBD uh, allowed these proteins to work more effectively in clearing out the the beta amyloid plaque that accumulates, which is beta amyloid plaque, from what I understand in the article, is just your brain just going to shit, basically. It's the detritus. It's the waste byproduct of, like, your brain when your brain sort of starts to... Yeah, it's the dead cells. Yeah, dead cells. So the TREM2 and the L33 just kind of flush that plaque out. The CBD allowed the those two proteins to work more efficiently and boosted the brain cells' immune function a lot better. So, um, 
It, researchers state that CBD normalizes the levels and function, improving cognition by more than seven-fold as it reduces the immune uh, proteins. And this was done in mice. Uh, the article was done in mice, and because mice are a great analog for human experimentation, I'm not I'm not really okay with animal experimentation. Like, eh, but I mean, it is what it is, right? But the fact that CBD, a component of marijuana, which has been for so long demonized, yeah, like we talked about last week with uh, DMT and ayahuasca, and how it uh, has um, yeah. benefits for treating PTSD and stuff like that, and we talked about how this stuff's been around forever. We just didn't do it or did. The yeah. big pharma basically suppressed this shit. The fact that another article has come out and said, yeah, that nasty disease that takes your loved ones away. Well, we got something that improves that function. Yes, yeah. more of this. Please, for the love of God, more of this. Yeah. And and to read something that improves that stuff, it, it, it gives me hope. Like we said with the, the psychedelics last week, the fact that psychedelics are showing uh, relief for PTSD and now... We have more science that CBD improves Alzheimer's and CBD has beneficial effects for cancer. Yes, more. Give me more. Give me all of it. Just shoot it in my veins. Let's fucking go. Like, I am deathly terrified of Alzheimer's. Like, more than I am. I'm scared of Alzheimer's more than I'm afraid of cancer, heart attacks, everything. Because memories and experiences are everything to me. I don't have shit. I don't want shit. One of the things... um. When I met Bernadette, she never had sushi before. We went out for sushi. And she's like, oh, you've probably done this a million times. Yeah, but I didn't do this with you. I get to experience your joy or your disgust. I get to I get to have the memory of like us being together and us sharing something and, and me experience it as if it was new to me. And the fact that there's a chance that I could lose that, oh my God, terrifies me. So research like this and research in the DMT and ayahuasca, yeah, man, it just it, it welcomes me to like, and it warms my heart. Um, the article goes on to state that we have two classes of drugs that treat Alzheimer's. Um, one class increases the level of neurotransmitters, uh, which also decreases Alzheimer's and works through other receptors of the brain. So that's good. But the article then says, but we have nothing that gets to the path pathophysiology of the disease, which means the the heart of the disease. The yeah. pathophysiology basically means this is the root of the disease. We have two classes of drugs that treat the symptoms, but we don't treat the heart. And CBD, um, CBD can address the core root of Alzheimer's is what I'm getting from this article. And the fact that we can get to the root, oh yeah, in yeah. encourages me beyond measure. What do you think? Well, when I seen, I mean, I hadn't really read, I, I didn't get a chance to read the thing because literally I got in from what, right. an, hour, an hour and a half before we were actually dropping the podcast. Um, when I seen the kind of like the in the document that it was the uh, 
about Alzheimer's. It definitely piqued my interest because, funnily enough, I've done a lot of work for Alzheimer's Scotland. It's mm-hmm. a charity in Scotland for Alzheimer's. Um, I, I, I spoke to you uh, before the, the, the podcast as well about how every year I host a charity football match. Mm-hmm. I think it was four, five years ago. Alzheimer Scotland was one of the chosen charities that we chose to to actually uh, do it for. Nice. Um, I've actually like for the last fifteen years I've worked with this particular charity because um, it's not that I have any personal connections to Alzheimer's. I don't have any family members we've lost to Alzheimer's. Oh, thank that. God for but that. It's it's just one of those ones that it's always. The thought of it, not just personally, like like you said that you have a fear yourself. Like for me, my thought is on the family. Like even now, like I'm, I'll try and hold it together because even just like nipping, like it, it really mm-hmm. is a, it's an important part of my oh. being. Like it, it, it hits close to home with me. Just from stories that I've heard, people that I've worked alongside in it and seen develop and and kind of it's the, the the impact on the families like we have an advert the now i'll try and find it and send you it because it is it's it's a hard-hitting advert and basically it's it kind of thing is that there's a, a a woman and an older man at the bus stop and the woman's pregnant and the man turns to her and says, like, so when are you due and he, she's like, oh, oh, in a couple of weeks. And he's like, okay, so, oh, no long left. Um, and, 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 uh, how, uh, first one or, or anything like that. And so, no, no, this is my first. And he's like, okay, so, well, your family will be there to help you out. And she's like, oh, no, it's just me and my dad. But my dad's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit of a struggle. And he's like, uh, uh, it'll be okay. You'll do fine. And then the bus pulls up and she gets up. And then turns to him and go, okay, dad, this is our oh. stop. And that's the kind of like, mm. and you're like. Yeah, that's what terrifies me. That yeah. fucking terrifies me. That's that's what kind of made me go, I want to be involved in this. I want to, yeah. I, I need to do what I can to kind of think, because I would hate to, one, go through it, but. To see anybody have to see a family member go through it mm-hmm. is just, it was heartbreaking to me. And this, the fact that these this research has kind of been done and we're seeing it, like, like as it means, like the, the, the plaques as well as uh, neurofibrally, uh, what basically happens is it's protein that, melds within the the brain cells and stuff mm-hmm. like that and the uh, it kind of builds up and builds up and it, it feeds off like dead brain cells and stuff yep. like that but the, the scary thing about it is the knowledge that we know is the the beta amyloid that you were talking about literally is it appears on the brain years before mm-hmm. like dementia and alzheimer's yep. sets in so it's known it can be seen years and years before. Yeah, but so we can't do anything fact, about it. The fact that this 
CBD can be a possible way of early detection and be able to implement the solution before it can take that point of no return yep. grasp on the thing. And, like, it's just, I mean, I think at the end of your thing, it does say that the Food and Drug Administration is scheduled to make a ruling by early June mm -hmm. on a new drug, uh, Aducanabam, Aducanabumab. Yeah. <laughs> I've butchered that with my accent, but... Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it any better, so yeah. you're good. <laughs> so it's like, this one hit home. Yeah, it did. This time. one definitely hit home, and it's something that, it, as you said, personally, it just it it puts it so much hope mm -hmm. that things things can things will get better nope. if if we allow people. To use their intelligence. Exactly. <laughs> like, if we allow intelligence not to be belittled and feared, these things don't have to exist. Right. These things can can be a thing of the past. Yeah, like, like a polio. You, you talk about how like people in the eighteen hundreds left lived until they were forty fifty mm -hmm. because of the amount of disease and shit that went about. You go further back and people live like twenty seven yeah. was old age. Yeah. We're living so much longer now that these things we sh we shouldn't still be having to deal with them. Yeah, really. We we shouldn't be we shouldn't be having the conversations with somebody that you've you've lost your dad, but you've no lost your dad. Yep. You've not lost your dad as a being, you've lost your dad as a person. Yep. And it's like that's not a conversation we should be having mm -mm. in this day and age. The fact that we have the information like this can be seen 15, 20 years before. Mm-hmm. It actually happens, yeah. but we can't do anything because they're, they're no allowing it. <laughs> yeah, the, the drug you talked about, the Aducan, the Aducan, I'm going to call it Aducan for short. The Aducan, yeah, the basically, the, 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 the information about the drug that's being tested by the FDA literally says, which would be the first to attack and help clear beta amyloid plaque. Yes, fucking please. Fast track yeah. that shit. Make it affordable. Make it safe and fucking get it out there. Especially in cases where it does have that buildup that you can see, so that you can flush it out before before the amyl the beta amyloid plaque goes. Oh, I'm gonna fuck your world up now. I've been hanging around, building my little house, laying my little plans. Now I'm gonna fuck your world up. We potentially have a drug that goes get the fuck out. That oh yeah, god, just exactly. and like I said, for me, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of Alzheimer's because I, I have kids. I I have kids that I got when they were really young. I made one, and I got kids that I got that were younger, and I've got memories with all of them. I've got, I've got memories of my dog. I've got memories of my friends. Like 
my memories and my experiences with those people are more precious to me than anything anybody could give me to wear or to have in my house. The fact that I've had experiences with you and we've only known each other. We have plans to have other ones. Like if I was to lose that one day, that'd be it. Docs it out. Deuces. Put me on a boat, light that bitch on fire, smother me with a pillow. Because if I lose those memories and I lose who I am, just, just yeah, curtain call me right away. Because I would be, I'd be, I would be miserable. I, I, it would be my own personal hell. Yeah. So something like this, <laughs> yes, please do more of this. Do more of do all of this. Definitely. It it did say in the article that um, dialing in the dose is going to be the key factor. Um, figuring out what doses are going to have the best effects at different stages of the disease, well, are is going to be one of the key factors going forward. Which, if we're already figuring doses and the FDA is already looking at it, yes, 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 all of that. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm I'm encouraged. Um, and I think that's been a, a main focus of this podcast, from space discussion to the uh, our streaming talk is has been about hope lately, and this is just more of it. Intelligence is taking center stage, and from that hope, hope, bro, I'm all for it. So, uh, you had an article that I am that hits close to home. like this week's happy endings have hit real home for like both of yeah. us. And um, I definitely. And what I'm even thinking is going on from the the space talk and then the the, the, the rambles about the stream and then your good news and my good news. Uh, this just continues in that mm-hmm. of intelligence and being allowed to fucking embrace and go where no man has boldly gone before. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, but basically, and this comes out of Scotland, my first good news out of fucking Scotland. Let's go! And get ready for it. But basically, it's a world first arthritis treatment for dogs. It's been rolled out in Scotland. It's a 13 year old cocker spaniel called Chloe from Falkirk. Um, basically, what had happened is uh, for the last 10 years, she's suffered badly. With right. arthritis and that kind of stuff. Um, she's suffered with dysplasia in her hind legs, front elbow, which mm-hmm. later developed into arthritis. Um, but what had been happening is that the, the medicines and stuff like that that are out now cause the like of liver damage. Ow. Um, so basically, what they said uh, is this treatment. The way, like, uh, McMenemy, um, basically, who is the vet? No, McMenemy is our owner. Mm -hmm. Um, The way she described it is, with this treatment, it'll be a godsend, not just for Chloe, but for other dogs living with arthritis too. With her arthritis, she's not able to go out for much walks. If she can walk for 10 minutes instead of five, that'd be good progress. Um, Basically, what uh, it is, is, at the moment, the, the drugs and the medicines that they have just now cause the likes of gastric ulcer- ulcerations, uh, kidney suffering, liver damage and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's what comes with it. This, these antibodies, none of that, no issues. 
all those issues are gone with these antibodies. It is literally groundbreaking stuff. Uh, the co-director of Apex Vets, which is the vets in Falkirk that's going to be rolling out this trial, mm-hmm. um, he says the new treatment is a next big leap in science. Uh, and that it's just hopeful news. He says, uh, as dogs get older, we have to be like, as dogs get older, we have to be careful of giving them the anti-inflammatory drugs because that's what it's those drugs that are causing these other issues. Right. And as the dogs get older, these issues are then intensified because the dog's old. So right. the fact that these antibodies and this this uh, medicine can take that whole thing out, that that whole fear and that whole side effect, and basically just hopefully improve the the life as like the the owner said if she can get out for a walk for 10 minutes rather than five it's a win yeah and that's where this is it comes from is that it's in some cases it's not about getting rid it's about making a better way of life it's about making what life they have is fucking best as possible quality of life is key so many times where that is not number one Mm -hmm. on the the agenda but the fact that this like it might work it might not work like this is why they're having to do the trials and stuff that but yeah it's still a a a major thing Uh, eight other vets across the country will also be distributing it but Apex Vets is going to be... They're the taking thing. a lead. But what I will say is the antibodies have been manufactured in the USA by Zoitis, mm-hmm. um, the la- largest global animal health company. Um, but the good thing is, coming out of Scotland, obviously there's still vet bills and stuff like that here, unless you're on benefits or out of work and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where... You, like again, let's talk about how amazing Scotland is. Not only do you get free health and education and free prescriptions, mm. um, if you are under a certain like yearly income, and or if you're on benefits or job seekers or anything like that or health benefits, um, there is charitable vets that you can go in and get your animals free. Yeah vet care medication and stuff like that what they ask for is a donation to the vet oh 100% all day so um it's that kind of way it's like you kind of put in what you can and you because at the end of the day that's how this is it shouldn't be a money-making thing exactly healthcare should never be for profit yeah like i mean as as in previous thing i i don't it's not that i don't agree so i just don't i don't believe in pets i don't think the human race has evolved enough to be able to be in control of our species. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. That's no on anybody else. If you want a dog, get a dog. Mm-hmm. As long as you are going to make sure that dog's life is the fucking best that dog can have. That's the only argument you can have for getting an animal, is that you're going to make sure that everything you put in is to 100% give that animal the best fucking life it could. And that's how it should be, and like that's how these vets are supposed to be. It, is that it shouldn't be about making money. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about helping with it. It's the same with like doctors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The reason why they have to get money is because 
everybody else's greedy bastards. Mm-hmm. Like we grow shit, just like get rid of money. You don't go and buy your food. It's just given to you because we grow it. You just get it. You're a doctor. You don't have to charge to help somebody. You just go and help somebody. The only reason you have to work and make a living and things cost money and you get paid and stuff is because things cost money. Yeah. You've got already money. <laughs> you wouldn't have that kind of thing. I would just deliver shit because I don't need money for a job if I don't have to pay to get shit. Yeah. So, like, imagine that world. Imagine that world where everybody just went, well, I, mean, I'll pay that for you. <laughs> we, it- uh, okay, um, I don't want to drag the conversation up too long, but I studied anthropology in college, and we had that. We had that. They were called they were called egalitarian societies where people got what they needed and people gave what they needed because it was the benefit of the community. Now the payoff was that people in skill sets got you know recognition and they were held in certain esteem, but they didn't lord that recognition over everybody else to say well i'm a doctor you must genuflect upon me for me to cure you like in an egalitarian society everybody got what they need and everybody got their fair share as long as it benefited the greater good of the community now when you talk about money yeah money there's a reason the root of all evils is called money because once you start entering in money you start entering in value and when value comes to play, value is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. But we have put down these arbitrary rules to dictate value. Thus, we need money to exchange for that value, which is a fucking stupid system. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. You and I are not naive. Like, people have to make money to get materials to do what they need in this yeah, in this yeah. world, right? None yeah. of us are saying that profit is is a bad thing. But excess profit and withholding beneficial things for the sake of greed is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Am I wrong? To assume that's what yeah. you're getting at? Definitely not wrong. Okay. The The interesting yeah. thing about the, the treatment, though, it said that the it's a biological therapy that involves the synthesis of antibody molecules to eradicate pain caused by arthritis. Now... It doesn't go into the science of what that is, but if I was to hazard a guess, because I have some experience with arthritis and pain through fibromyalgia, what these antibodies are going to probably do is target the um, the the signals of the pain receptors and the like. The brain has beta amyloid plaque, which causes damage to cells. I would assume these antibodies are going to target the agitators of the arthritis to eradicate them, the, the arthritis. Yeah. Whatever the beta amyloid plaque is for arthritis, I would think these antibody molecules will be targeting that and clearing it out so that the joints can rebuild themselves because a lot of arthritis and pain is the breaking down of the um regenerative cells in the joints so once you clear out the shit that's attacking those regenerative cells and and giving the body time to regenerate the body will cure itself um there was a lot of groundbreaking science that came out recently about um cell telomeres and what those Mm -hmm. are is basically the 
all cells have these long tails called telomeres. And these tails represent your cell's regenerative timeline. As your cells regenerate from pain and damage, these telomeres get shorter and shorter and shorter. And as they get shorter and shorter and shorter, the cell's ability to regenerate and replicate itself get less efficient until they eventually die. So a lot of the anti-aging uh, science is targeting regenerating these telomeres and giving them a longer lifespan. So, and I'm no, I'm no science. Like I'm, I'm, I'm basically going off of what I understand of, of arthritis and what, yeah. what I've heard in podcasts and, and rabbit holes. I would assume those antibodies target the arthritis molecules and sort of peel them away from the joint cells, allowing the joint yeah. and the muscles to rebuild. And dude, if they can do this for dogs, I think about what they can do in humans if this is beneficial in dogs. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, again, like this whole episode has been, it's a segue into what could be. Yes. Like, this is just the beginnings. This, like, it, it can get so much more yeah. than what it is right now. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I am all for the, the great evolution <laughs> yeah. of everything. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the greater good of fucking everything. Yeah, me too, man. I, I'm all for it. And again, this article hits home for me because if you're if you're just coming across the podcast, I got a I got a pit bull, man. She's amazing. She's a year and a half. She's gonna be two years in July. She is the most affectionate stubborn silly goofy like and i've had dogs throughout my life but she is a level and a character that i have never seen like she's just ridiculous and the fact that she's gonna live for 10 to 15 years and those latter years if this if this treatment is as successful as they're saying those latter years will be pain-free or or less painful and her quality yeah. of life is going to be better. I am like so thankful because I love that fucking dog to death. I love my kids. I love my girlfriend. I love that dog. And I want that dog's quality of life to be the best, just like mine. And, yeah. you know, hopefully arthritis meds for dogs translates into better arthritis meds for humans or vice versa, you know? Because yeah, no, exactly. we're, we're not all different. Like humans are still animals. We have similar biological structures we just possess different dna but like the the work we do with animals like we like in the the alzheimer's one they're using mice as a human analog dog successful in dog trials could be a successful evolution for human arthritis treatment and i'm all for it yeah all for it yeah but I definitely still think if, like, the way that the, the dog arthritis is coming is it was created for dogs. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a trial for future. Yeah, no, no. A human kind of trialing, but it's still a good way to kind of go into mm -hmm. it. Um, uh, so, no, I'm definitely, it's just everything in this episode has been just. Yep. Such a, a motivating kind of 
let I let's fucking do shit. Let's fucking go, man. Let's go. Yeah. Science and intelligence first. Greater good. Like and and to be clear, like we have said all podcast, Chris and I are not common socialist bastards. We want betterment of everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Dogs, cats. I get more. <laughs> You're ruining it. Don't go there. We want what's best for everybody. Because mm-hmm. only together are we going to make that next leap. Only by being together and advancing ourselves, we're going to make that next jump in the space or the deep sea. Because like space, I love me my deep sea oceans. I do love it some. I want to know what's down there. I want to know if there's a Megalodon hiding in the Mariner's Trench. So that I can avoid the Mariner's Trench, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Um, Let's wrap it up. We've got a Chris two and a half in. Uh, we're making improvements as always. For those of you that are listening or watching the show, get at us on Twitter. Chris will give his handle in a minute. Get at us on Twitter. Get at us on the YouTube comments. Get at us in chat. Because this is a podcast that is so young that we're still evolving. We're playing with the format. We're playing with the topics. We're playing with everything. And we want to make it the best listening and viewing experience for you guys, the ones, I mean, we're doing this for us because we want to bullshit and hang out and talk about interesting shit. Byproduct yeah. is you get to hear a bunch of motherfuckers bullshit and laugh their ass off, and maybe you learn a thing or two, or maybe a discussion starts, and without feedback and critique and criticism, constructive criticism, we can't grow, we can't evolve. So, Chris, tell them where they can find you and what they what 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 you what you're gonna do, your thingy. Theme. Yeah, uh, you can get me on. Twitter at ChrisC90. You can get us on the, the, the YouTube comments. I think the more we can conversate and the more you guys can interact with us, I think it benefits us. Uh, it benefits us all. So, yeah, get at tr- Chris in the YouTube comments and follow him on Twitter. Uh, follow his Twitch, you know, just for nights where he's going to scream like a bitch. <laughs> I'm Docs Ryan. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Twitch channel. I'll be doing that four nights a week. Uh, I'm sure Chris will be badgering me, being like, you get the YouTube up, I'll, I'll be getting that up. So reach out. Reach out any way you can. Please share our stuff. Rate rate the podcast. Like the like and subscribe to the YouTubes and, and the Twitch. Because ultimately, all that social media bullshit and all the liking and sharing and subscribing shit allows us to continue to do this to bring it to you. Yeah. To, to encourage discussion to entertain you through a pandemic, to maybe cause you to go down a rabbit hole. By by doing your part allows us to do this, and we fucking love doing this. Like, I love yeah. being a streamer. It, being a streamer is one of the few things that I've built for myself that I've actually thoroughly enjoyed. So with your help and your support, we can do more, and we want to do more. We want to reach more people. We want to encourage more discussion. And we want to bring you in and along for the journey. So please, by all means, hit us up. Talk to us. We're, we're all about it, man. Thank you so very much. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.